us as we worship God in Christ Jesus at Lord of Hosts International Church as Henry Young, the General Overseer of Lord of Hosts International Churches, ministers to you in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is Lord forever. God is a God of patterns and many times one thing he says at a time will have diverse seasons where there are higher degrees of manifestation. So these things are very important. Amen? And we have dwelt on all that we mentioned. We mentioned five of them. Number one, who can remember? Let me see those who remember what we're talking about. If you're talking, talk well, let me hear. Hunger. I'm not talking about dwelling in God's presence. I'm talking about the things you must do to enjoy the glory of the letter house. Okay, put for us Haggai chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 4. You must, you must be strong, number one. There must be a synergy. Please, let's put it on the screen again. Let us be like the Epicurean church. Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord. That's number one. And be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest. And be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord. Number one thing I said is you must get strong. You must stay strong. Number two thing I said is there must be a synergy between the governors, the priests, and the people. Number three thing I said is you must walk. Get ready to walk. Walk this year than you have ever walked in your life before. Amen. Number four thing I said, you must carry divine presence. And number five, we said you must endure and survive divine shakings. Never forget that. Let's read on verse, verse five. And I think it will be a great thing to always have for those of you who write notes always have the privilege always have the habit sorry of going back to your notes and see things because what you remember you can pursue and then those who don't like writing notes i don't know if it is good for anybody not to write notes but in case you're not good at writing notes then make sure you get tapes and you listen over and over until they can stick to your memory many times what you forget you lose the manifestation Hello? What you forget, you lose the manifestation. When Jude Koroma came to our church last two years, he said to me, he said, how many services do you have in a week? I said, two. Thursdays and Sundays. He said, that's impossible. He said, you, there's no way you're going to fulfill your ministry like that. I said, why? He said, God told him, there is too much here. There is too much. I have loaded this man with too much that two services in a week, he can never finish what I have to say through him. That was one of the things that encouraged us to restart the Tuesday service. So, please, have the habit of going back to them. Because God is speaking at such a rate that if you don't have the habit of going back to them, before you even understand the first message, another one has come. <laughs> and this is where the Christian, the old Christian character of meditation has to return 
meditating on the word of god that you get home maybe before you sleep before you pray your your evening prayers and sleep you bring out what we have shared in church look at them again look at what you wrote think about them think about how they affect your life and how it applies to your life and possibly even use them for prayer you will see higher degree of manifestation amen verse 5 according to the word that i covenanted with you when ye came out of egypt so my spirit remained among you that is divine presence so fear not verse 6 for thus saith the lord of hosts yet once it is a little while and i will shake the heavens and i will shake the earth and the sea and the dry land and i will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come and i will fill this house with glory saith the lord of hosts verse 8 the silver is mine somebody say i receive it and the gold is mine say i receive it say the lord of hosts that's why anybody that has a problem with god's children being rich i don't know what i will do for you because my father said the silver is his the gold is his it is not a crime for me to be rich in fact if you are a rich man if you are a successful man and your children grow up as failures something is wrong somewhere if what is wrong is not wrong with you it is wrong with the children come on somebody i remember what i just said now there was a day it disturbed me a little bit and i called my children together in my room and i began to tell them because i took a i took a glance at people i know who were rich and their children never came close to what they were so many great people whose children are nobodies think of them the aziki ways of this world think of the moshud abiolas of this world and then i began to question in my heart why because in god's order children should be greater than fathers and I, I, I sat my children and I told them, I said, look, I have come to realize that you have a succeeding father or a successful father. It's not a guarantee that you will succeed. You will have to imbibe the principles that helped your father to succeed. Then you can succeed yourself. It was a very serious matter to me. We had to have a meeting. Mommy was there. And I, I started telling them, number one, you have to be humble. Why sometimes poor people's children succeed and rich people's children fail? Is that poverty naturally humbles you. Naturally. If you are poor and you are proud, then you are mad. You should go to psychiatric hospital for What are you proud of? I said, number two some children grow in poverty and they hate the pains of poverty and it challenges them to walk and be rugged i said so don't sit down thinking your father can fix everything so why is it then that when christians are rich people grumble and you must free yourself from that anybody who is not comfortable with your riches let the person go and die in poverty your father in heaven said the silver is mine the gold is mine why should i lack what my father has in abundance why hello because there are some christians that have not yet set to 
hold within themselves the fact that being rich is not a sin. Somewhere in the corner of their head, no matter how much we have preached, they still think that a certain level of riches is carnal. Some think you cannot be righteous and rich at the same time. Job was righteous and rich. Abraham was righteous and rich. So will your own be different? Verse 9, let's read together. I want to go. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former or than of the former. Say yet the Lord of hosts. And I will give peace. I will give and in this place, sorry, I will give peace. Say the Lord of us. I'm not going to explain that again. I just read that to remind you the things we have said. So we have been able to deal with the issue of um, strength. We have been able to deal with the issue of synergy. We dealt with that exhaustively. We have done ordination of governors. Yesterday or so, God still revealed two people to me people to me and i thank god they were in that meeting and then we have also dealt with the issue of work we have dealt with the issue of divine presence if you did not hear these messages go and get this in fact even if you heard them because the question i asked this morning shows there are some that have started forgetting them get them listen to them let these messages of seek the Lord and live retreat be what you will be playing in your car, in your house, in your office for the next for the next one month. Let it sink in. God is going to give us that grace. So this morning we want to deal with the. We have also dealt with the issue of divine presence. We concluded that yesterday night, and so this morning we are dealing with surviving, enduring and surviving divine shaking first and foremost remember go to verse 21 of that Haggai 2 remember that it is usually God's pattern to shake before glory is released this is not just a thing of church or organizations this is even a thing that happens in individual lives sometimes when you begin to experience shakings in your life rough times hard times never forget that the reason must be 90 percent of the times the reason must be that god is trying to pour out a new glory in your life that is above every other glory you have ever seen before that's the glory of the latter half is the is the reserved aspect of the glory God is about to change your level in glory. It usually comes with shaking. Like I said, in, in, I said some time ago, the only problem is that when, it's, when the shaking happens to individuals, they believe it is God and, and, and glory is coming. When it happens to church, they say the pastor is no good. <laughs> That's double standard. Hello. Hey guy, 221. Everybody read with me. One to go. Can we all read together, please? Wait, some people are still looking for it. It's on the screen. Don't look for it. It's on the screen. Ready? One to go, everybody. Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and I will shake the earth. Uh-huh, verse 22. 
And I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. And I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the earth. And I will overthrow the chariots. And those that ride on them. And the horses. And their riders shall come down. May you not be among those that will come down. During the shaking for glory. Everyone. By the sword of his brother. My oh my. I'm not going to explain that. That's because it will take my time. Verse 23. In that day, say the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel? Say that's me. My servant, the son of Shiltiel. Say the Lord, and I will make thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee, say the Lord of hosts. That's the mystery of the outpouring of God's glory. Whenever God gets ready to pour out glory, he commences a shaking. Whenever the shaking begins, some fall and others rise may you be among those that will always rise in the mighty name of jesus and it's always a function of how you react to the shaking even in your own personal life when there is a shaking let me give you an example if when job started experiencing a shaking job had cursed god the wife said curse god and die if he cursed god he will die the shaking will consume him. Yes. So let's rise a little bit above shaking in church or shaking anywhere. Take these principles for your personal living. First of all, number one, whenever you see shaking, understand maybe there is a new level of glory that is about to be poured out. Can I hear you say amen? One day Job woke up and everything around him was shaking. Business was shaking. Family was shaking. Marriage was shaking. Everything. Everything. But his understanding of God and his understanding of situations and times and seasons and his understanding of, of, of the need to be loyal to God no matter his situation made him survive the shaking, made him endure the shaking and before the shaking he was the greatest man in the east but after the shaking he was the greatest man in the world. Hello. It is critical that you understand this. Praise God. It is critical that you don't forget this. Because people take decisions when they face shaking. People make movements when they face shaking. People, people speak words when they face shakings. People, take, people, people think thoughts when they face shakings. Your reaction to shakings always determine whether the shaking will consume you or uplift you. And what is the safest place to be? No matter the shaking, let the thoughts you allow to dwell in your heart be according to the word of God. No matter the shaking, let the words you allow to proceed from your mouth be the words that pleases God. Your word that God hears can determine your next situation. A woman was facing shaking. Her daughter was grievously vexed of the devil. She approached Jesus for help. Jesus refused to help her. Instead of helping her, Jesus actually insulted her by saying, children's meat are not meant to be given to dogs. The woman turned and got the right answer. He said, Master, yes, it's true. I agree. I'm a dog. 
And I agree that children's meat are not meant for dogs. In other words, it doesn't matter my pain and the humiliation. I cannot argue the word of God. But please, master, even the things dogs are eating, I'm sorry, children are eating, and crumbs fall from the table of children. Dogs can manage that one. Just give me crumbs. In other words, in your power as the almighty God, even your crumb is enough to satisfy me. Jesus looked at her and said, For this thy saying, <laughs> for this thy saying, the devil is gone out of your daughter. Your sayings in the midst of shakings can determine what you get out of the shaking. So be careful what you think. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you do. One of the one of the wicked things the devil does in our generation is that when people are facing shakings, they are looking for who to blame. Is the witch in my village. And of course, if your heart is disposed to such nonsense, the devil will give you abundance of revelation. Dream go break it. You think it is your husband that is the witch that is pursuing you. You will have enough dream. It's called the dream that comes by multitude of business. You will dream. You go see that your husband carry knife, carry shovel, carry which one again? Digger. And hammer. And chisel. They pursue you. Because when there is shaking, the desire of all nations will come. You, and, and what does it mean that there are not evil people around? There are evil people around. But you must understand that there is no divination against Israel. Neither is there any enchantment against the house of God. There are evil people around, but they are not my business. They can do me nothing. My business is between me and my God. And once I get it right with my God, even two million Lucifers can't stop me. That's the mentality you should operate in. Hello. See the scripture I mentioned before. And he said unto her, For this thy saying, Go thy way. The devil is gone out of your daughter. Jesus didn't even say, Bring the daughter, let me pray. He said, Your saying has removed the devil. Be careful what you say in times of crisis. Be careful. Do you know? And not just your crisis, other person's crisis. Be careful. Some people are too quick to play God. Once somebody is in trouble, they immediately step into the shoe of God. Hey, brothers and sisters, your wisdom level is too minute to be able to play God. So don't even try. And they turn to me, Job's friends, and Job's friends thought they were preaching righteousness. The moment the shaking of Job came, they opened their mouth wide. Yeah, we said it. That all this your righteousness is pretense. If you were righteous, why is this happening to you? Why did your children die? Why did your business go? You see now, God has found you out. Stop calling God. You are a hypocrite. But remember, when the shaking of Job was about to end, God said, go and pray for your friends first. You know why? Because if Job doesn't pray for them, God will kill them, all of them. Somebody you attack during his shaking, and unjustly labeled during his shaking. When God is through with the person, 
if God does not help you, God will give you the person's bitter pill to taste and see how you will survive. That's why when someone is facing shaking, don't be too quick to talk. Quiet. You see, oh, how I wish, how I wish you and I and every believer all over the world can learn to just live by the word of God. Do you know the simple solution to that? When anyone is overtaken with temptation or a fault, you that is spiritual, restore in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself that you also may be tempted. If we can just follow that, we won't run our mouth when somebody is in trouble. Hello? May the Lord give us grace. So please, let's understand what we must understand about shaking. Whether it is your own shaking or it's another person's shaking. Can I hear you say amen? Because if you understand it, it helps you to stand. And when you stand after the shaking, you're going to the next level of glory. That amen has to come from everybody. I think everyone here deserves a new level of glory. Number one, enduring and surviving shaking starts from being aware that God does shakings. Tell your neighbor, being aware that God does shakings. So that when you see shaking, I don't know how to combine this now, but I'm going to try as much as the Holy Spirit helped me. When you see shakings first in your own life, don't think of the devil first. As long as you are truly born again, you are a child of the living God. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here. When you see shaking in your life, whether it's your finance, whether it's your, your, your marriage, whether it's your health, don't think about the devil first. The devil is not in charge of your life. Don't think about the devil first. Think about God first. Now, assuming for any reason you think the devil may have a role, the, the only thing to think is what did I do to give him this entrance? That's all. If you check your life and you find something you have done wrong and you can suspect that maybe this is why the devil is doing what he's doing, then simple, repent. I don't know if I communicated. What did I say? Simply do what? Simply do what? One more time, simply do what? For the last time, simply do what? Just go to God in prayer and say, My Father, I have sinned by doing such and such a thing. I beg you, forgive me in the name of Jesus and deliver me from this trouble I found myself in. Then if you check your life and you don't see anything, you think you have done wrong. Or after repentance, you see the shaking continue. Just know that God is at work. And it is better to ask for direction than to talk too much. 
understand tell your neighbor understand that god does shakings that it is god's pattern sometimes to shake and many times the heavier the glory ahead the more serious the shaking the heavier the glory ahead the more what the more serious the shaking everything god shakes off why shaking god always replaces with an improved fashion everything god shakes off everything let's use job again for another example it is shaking job lost his children may none of us lose our children in jesus name but when the shaking was over the bible says god gave job children that were much more beautiful more beautiful go and read the book of job then during the shaking job lost his health did job get his health back during the shaking job lost his businesses did job get his businesses back he didn't just get them back he became the richest man so understand it help me say to your neighbor understand it please help me say to your neighbor understand it understand it understand understand how god works so that you won't be swept off your feet number two thing you must have in mind also is that during shaking so when god does shaking that shaking even if it's a church even if it's a system that shaking may be your own opportunity for your own promotion oh god let us read that hey guy verse 23 again in verse 21 and 22 he reminds Zerubbabel that he's going to do a shaking in verse 23 okay let's read 22 and 23 hello 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 you know there is a mystery I do not understand in the bible why not much was said about Job's wife after the shaking every other thing in the life of job improved nothing was said about his wife i suspect i am not making a doctrine out of it but i suspect because during the shaking she stood on the wrong ground whenever god is silent about you is because you're irrelevant to him Perhaps God did not want to kill her in order not to cause Job pains. But certainly, she was pushed to the backyard. She took the back seat. Let's read one to everybody. And I will overthrow the thrones of kingdoms and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the hidden. And I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride on them and the horses and their riders shall come down. Everyone by the sword of his brother. Verse 23. In that day, say the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Sheltir. Uh, say the Lord of hosts, and will make as a signet for I have chosen thee said the Lord of hosts the shaking will destroy some people but it was Zerubbabel's promotion who believes that word of God look at your neighbor and say this is the season of my promotion 
I want you to talk to somebody like you believe what you just said now. One more time, say to somebody, it's the season of my promotion. Let us read Psalm 144 from verse 5. You will see the shaking in the house of David. And it's like the shaking that happens in church organizations. But see how it leads to the pushing out of some people and to the promotion of others. Psalm 144 from verse 5. Bow down, bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains and they shall smoke. You know, it looks like this man is praying for shaking. Come on. He's telling God, I want to see smoke. Touch the mountain. Bow thy heavens and come down. Touch the mountains and they shall smoke. Verse 6. Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thy arrows and destroy them. Now he's asking God to come and fight. There's no way God can fight without a shaking. And you'll be surprised when you now discover the people he's asking God to fight against. Verse 7. One, two, go everybody. Send thy hand from above. Read me. And deliver me out of great waters from the hands of strange children. This man was asking God, David, shoot your arrow, cast forth lightning. Where? In my house. Why, David? He said, There are some people that call themselves my children, but they are strange to me. So, God, come and read me of them. They are like great waters. <laughs> Verse 8. How do I... David, how do you know these strange children? Whose mouth speaketh vanity. And their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. They look at you and say, yes sir. Yes sir. Daddy Moin sir. But lies. What is in their heart? Their mouth says daddy. Their heart says idiot. Their hands give a shake. Their heart carries a dagger. And the Bible says if they open their mouth behind you, they pour out vanity. David said, God, just come down. Shake this place and get these people up. David, why don't you shake them? Because I don't know who is real and who is fake. You are the one who knows. <laughs> and learn a lesson. How do you know strange children? When they speak to you in the absence of the father, you will wonder if it's the father they are talking about. Verse 9. I will sing a new song. When God does that shaking, you begin to sing a new song. Oh God, upon a satry and an instrument of ten strings, will I sing praises unto thee. Can I prophesy over you? That after these shakings, may God give you a new song. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Verse 10. It is he that giveth salvation unto kings. Who delivered David his servant from the hurtful sword. These strange children carry hurtful sword. Verse 11. Everybody read with me again. One to go. Read and deliver me from the hand of strange children whose mouth speaketh vanity and their right hand is the right hand of falsehood verse 12 that our sons kados katata may be as plants grown up in their youth when strange children are out real sons begin to grow up Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God knows what he is doing. Oh, I'm looking for people with conviction in this church this morning. Look at your neighbor if he has a conviction and say, neighbor, Jehovah is an expert. He understands what he's doing. Just follow him one step at a time and you will never miss your destiny. I have come to the belief and the opinion that when strange children fill a church and the pastor does not see or sees but does not know how or what to do about it God will send the shaking and please understand that doesn't mean that everybody that leaves a church is a strange child in all honesty there are some churches that are very unfair to people but apart from that situation of course, there are also those who live by the leading of the spirit. And one of the things you will see about them, they don't carry sword. They don't carry sword. These strange children, and they don't have tail, like dragon to drag others. These strange children, the Bible says they carry hurtful sword. So when there are too many strange children, God comes with a shaking. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. What he wants is strange children out. Not because he doesn't love them, but because they've chosen to have a heart and a situation that will not allow reasons to grow. That our sons may may be as plants grown up in their youth you know something about growing up in the youth the growth is so easy you see a young man of 12 years when you see him at 14 and 15 he's already taller than daddy and he's doing like this around you and the baritone voice is already coming out the boy that is to say, Daddy, come and carry me to ice cream. He's now saying, Yeah, Daddy, you called me. <laughs> yes, how many parents, if your children have grown to that point, how many of you enjoy it? Yes, sir. That's how God enjoyed to see his children grow up. Sometimes, let's bring it back to your life. God shakes your life to shake out strange people from your life. Because when the going is good, you will have many friends. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? 
Look at him and say, when the going is good, you will have many friends. But when Jehovah brings the shaking, you will see fake friends falling off. You will see fake relations falling off. You will see fake lovers falling off. But when the going is good, the job is intact. You are in that high office. Business is moving. Money is flowing. Your complimentary card can help somebody. Oh, come and see friends. Come and see lovers. Come and see claiming of relationship. Your mother's father's brother is the sister to my uncle's daughter's sister's son's grandfather. Ah, your mama no tell you. Now so we be for village. Oh. And sometimes Jehovah gets so tired of the psychophancy of strange people. And he says, how can I deliver my son? I will send a shaking. Because if I send the next glory I'm bringing upon your life with all these people around, they will partake of a glory they do not deserve. So Jehovah comes like Salem, my daughter will say, Brrr. <laughs> Brrr. Tell your neighbor, Brrr. suddenly payment is withheld suddenly that high office is not there suddenly the connections you had are disappearing suddenly people you paid house rent for before you can't even give them transport when they come to your house again and you watch them disappear one by one and what you will hear them say ah suddenly people you have fed before just suddenly realize that the food you got it from a shrine thank you sir you are now a courting the same people you fed with a clean heart jehovah has always known that they are like that it's you that didn't know so he wants to show you who they are and the only way he can do that is to bring a shaking. Didn't you see Job's friends? Job told them. He said, I thought you were my friends. You are miserable comforters. Because when the going was good, they were all hanging on like friends. Went to church together. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. They kissed the feet of Job until the shaking showed up. Hmm. <laughs> God say, oh, I want your life to grow up. I want your business to grow up. I want your family to grow up. Like sons that are growing, like plants that are grown in their youth. All these strange people around here are not allowing you. Sometimes too many unnecessary phone calls. Distractions from those people. You can't even pray again because of them. Anytime you want to study the Bible, where they are sending you text message. From the Bible page in your phone, you flip to text message. God say, what will I do about these people? Doesn't stop there. 
that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished 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 after the similitude of a palace why these people cannot share in the royalty that follows the glory so before our daughters can be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace before i can bait our daughters with royalty let me shake them off you now one of the greatest mistakes you make in your life as a human being is to keep dying to hang on to that which god wants to shake off you that's the blunder some christians make in their life that's the blunder jonathan the son of david made the son of saul made god wanted to shake his evil father off god wanted him to cleave to david he cleaved to his father his father who was trying to hurt the anointed he died he lost the glory <laughs> number 13 verse 13 please that our ganas may be full affording all manner of stores that's talking about another level of prosperity another level of wealth another level of financial breakthrough God say let me shake these people off so I can fill your bank account because if I don't shake them off your life, if I feel it now, you will give my money to the wrong person. And God is shaking them off, and you, you are begging them, I beg, stay now. They say I will not stay. He said, I beg, stay now. They say, okay, if you want me to stay, you say we are friends. Yes, you say we are friends. All these problems, where they get? I say, make a carry you go one, Baba. If they tell me church, church, church. Well, wait till you want me to say, okay, now, nah, okay. But I'll be church man. I'll be no one see Baba Lawo. He said, my friend, let's go. He said, okay, now. Nah. Job looked at his friends. I bought. He said, you are miserable. Comforter. Get out, all of you. If you don't have, Job told them one day. He said, if you don't have, I'm paraphrasing. If you don't have the right words to say, shut up. Keep quiet. Stop telling me nonsense. I know myself. That I'm in this situation does not mean I'm what you think. I know myself. Listen, you must know yourself. Because if you don't know yourself, the devil likes to confuse you about yourself. That our sheep may bring forth in thousands and ten thousands in our streets. God does shaking so that your productivity can be enhanced. Oh, why is it only these people in front? I'm hearing their voice. Lift your hand and say, God, enhance my productivity. Verse 14 That our oxen may be strong to labor. When strange children are around, our oxen are weak because they weaken the oxen. They weaken them by their corrupting influences. They weaken them by their corrupting attitude. Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I tell you a secret? Can I tell you a secret? Some small something. There is nothing that gets me sick and tired. Like see somebody sitting in church as if he's here, as if he's not here. 
Take a stand. The message is hot. Everybody is happy. Everybody is jumping. He's looking at you like, hmm. Corrupting influence. And look, when some new or weak people sit around such people, you're lifting your hands. Hallelujah. You suddenly look at them. They're not lifting them. You bring down your hand. They are demotivating. They demoralize others. Foul the atmosphere. With their face, with their habits, with their attitude, with their word. They foul the atmosphere. And sometimes in reality, some of them are agents of the devil. That's what they came to do. To drag the church down. That our oxen may be strong to labor. So you don't have anybody telling you, mm, you go evangelism. Evangelism for what? You still did that choir? Huh? Oh, I beg. Oh, oh. Choir call, choir knee. Have you ever. Focus. Yeah, that choir self. I don't tire. I don't tire for that one. I choir self. I know they come again. No, come now. Stay away now. Make those way one sing, sing now. What is all this? Can I give you, can I give you one more secret about God and shaking? No matter how God shakes your life, you will never lose anything you need for your next level. <laughs> No, that is God will make sure that that thing you need for your next level is intact. That's why you see, check your life. There are some people when you broke relationship with them, they thought you wouldn't survive without them. But suddenly you survive. Not only that you survive, after a while you start doing better. After a while you just, you just start thanking God for removing them. Hello. That our oxen may be strong to labor. That don't stay in the prayer warrior. And two weeks you are not in the meeting. And you are using your influence and mouth and mind to corrupt and weaken others who want to pray. Listen, be bold, be in or out. One of the things God has used to help me to be a man of passion in life, I don't partake in what I don't believe in. Because I'll be a hypocrite. So I check my conviction. The only thing that can make me partake in what I don't believe in is if a person I call father says, let's go this way. I'm going in obedience because I know that God will protect me. Iron, sharpened iron. So a man sharpened the countenance of his friend. Anybody who is not helping you to be sharper and stronger in your faith in Christ, in your walk with God, is not a friend, is a foe. I didn't say so. It's before this, before I was born, this scripture was written. Iron, sharpened what? Iron. So a man does what? 
sharpened the countenance of his friend. If you are my friend, sharpen me. Don't weaken me. I'm on fire for God and you are telling me what will keep my fire. You are not my friend. You're my fool. That there be no breaking in nor going out. Inconsistency, fluctuations in a system is a, is a matter of the, the presence of strange children. Nothing good is regular. Today, church is full to the brim. Next Sunday, church is down because strange children have corrupted some. Today, the two people and three people enter choir. Next week, two don't drop. Somebody told them something. God said, when the strange children are shaking out, then there will be no breaking in or breaking out. That there be no complaining in our street. When you hear people complain in church, they are strange children. And let me say this also, not just if you have a company, those who are complaining are strange staff. Strange staff. One of the first counsel I gave mommy last year about the school some staff brought some very useless and unhealthy complaint they had no reason to complain she has been trying she has been sacrificial she has not made a penny from that school we are busy putting in i'm supporting her she's putting in what she has and then a staff i say find all of them that complain sack all sack all she said, eh? I said, this one no be church. Na school, na business. Sack every complaining staff. Because it is those staff that complain that pollutes the heart of other staff. They are the ones that make other staff not to be committed. Fire them. You're not doing something bad. You're protecting your system. Why don't I sack them in church? Because the motive of church is not profit. The motive of church is love to build people. So I have to be patient. I have to try to build them. I have to try and try and try and try until they can't stand them, they fall off. Don't do in your business what I do in church. The business will collapse. Ah, it's only in church we put in money, put in money, put in money. The person is not bringing money. We're still putting it. You ask us why. We say any soul, any soul at all is worth it. You don't do that. In business, you started it to make money. Once strange people are out, there will be no complaining. And apply it even in your house. If you, if you have other people living in your house that are not your immediate children, and some of them are always grumbling against you, complaining against you, complaining to your children, complaining to everybody, send them out! Send them out! Because they would destroy your image. And a good image is an asset. They will corrupt your children. That's, that, that's one thing I like Donald Trump for. He said, if you don't like America, try another country. Get out of here. Especially if you are not an American. We are not begging you to come. Now you say, give me visa. 
We gave you, you came. You are complaining about our God. You are complaining about our religion. You don't like it here. Go back to where you came from. They say, this man, too bad. Because you don't understand principles. How did, how did Islam take over Europe? Tolerating what America has been tolerating that Donald Trump is standing up against. Send strange children out of your house. There will be no more complaining. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Can I hear you say louder amen? amen? Let's see verse 15. Happy is that people, that man, that woman, that family that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Jesus deserves a clap of praise for that one. For that one, he deserves a clap of praise. That when strange people are out of your life, he say, happy are you? Everything will be fine now. Tell your neighbor, everything will be fine now. I just don't know why, but I'm led, to, I'm led to push this to this angle. You are a young person, a single brother or sister. You are in a relationship or courtship with somebody that is always talking evil of you. Break it. No, let me go this side. There are more this side. Break that relationship. Anybody that doesn't love you enough to celebrate you the way you are, why believing God with you for your transformation? Break it. Don't marry the person. And don't manage. The problem with some Christian sisters is they are too desperate. You know, because in the Christian world, you're not supposed to do boyfriend. So because there's no boyfriend and men who want to take advantage of girls have not found their way to you, you are thinking that husband is not coming. Says who? Who told you that husband is not coming? Vultures are not coming. When the husband that God prepared is ready, he will come. Break it. You are with somebody. You are planning to marry. You will carry something about you that is bad and go and tell another person. I used to say to couples, if you are married to somebody and you can speak evil of that spouse to another person, you have a problem, serious one. Serious problem. Except on the ground that maybe you are talking to the people that can help facilitate the person's change. If that is not the purpose, just normal gossip and slander. You have, you need deliverance. Have you not read for love covereth multitude of sin? Have you not read? What you're supposed to do is come inside the room with your spouse and say whatever is wrong. But to make it a gist, you need help. Part of the responsibility of marriage is covering. Come inside house. Don't do like that again. Don't you know that that thing you did is not bad? Don't do it next time. Hear me? See what the Bible says. Why are you doing like that? A Christian woman. Don't do it next time. 
madame, no verse. We are sorry. We are sorry. No verse, madam. My wife is not usually like that. You know, every human being have times that are not so fantastic. But we are sorry, please, madam. That's what real lovers do. Not you saw how the ah, ma, honey is okay. What you did is okay. No, it's okay. I mean, I I goof. No, 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 no. You know goof. Then you come behind her. If you know what she did yesterday. If you know what she did yesterday, you, you know my wife. If you if I tell you what she did, walking, you are a witch. You know, witches when they attack you, they attack behind. That's why they do it in the coven. They can't come to your front. Strange people. Now, if you're already married, I don't know what to do about that. But if you are just in courtship, run! Break it and run. I told a, Christ, a sister some time ago, and she didn't hear me. And it, in fact, she left our church because of it, married the man, and what I said happened. I told her, I said, a man that is always complaining, which is don't want him to prosper. Wizards in their village are the reason he cannot make money. I said, no, Mariam, because after you marry him, you will become the witch that didn't let him prosper. Because all the people that are prospering, you're telling me there are no witches in their village. If a single person is sitting next to you, ask the person sitting next to you, are you single? What answer did you get? If the person say no, don't talk to the person. But if the person sitting next to you is single, ask him again, are you single? Did he say yes? Tell him, no marry those kind of people. No marry him. He said, I love him. Love, no love again. No love again. I love Zinea, Biko. I love Zinea. No love again. No love again. I was reading for my children a scripture some time ago. The girls, I, they, they, okay, I think they were all together. I told them, I said, Delilah told Samson that he loved her. He, she loved him. Now somebody say, I love you. It doesn't mean it's true. Every passion in the heart, every emotion have its expressions. Like Jesus told us yesterday, if you love me, keep my commandment. That's the expression I want. If you love me, correct me. Talk to me to my face. Don't carry my, don't, don't, don't slander me behind me. Don't do that. May God shake out of your life anybody that is not good for your next level. Anybody that will be a corrupter of your next glory. May God shake them out of your life. Anybody whose presence will not allow the next glory to arrive. May God shake them out of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. He did it for Abraham. Lot was a bad influence. See small boy that Abraham fed yesterday. Stayed under the grace of Abraham. Grew. And now his headsmen and Abraham's headsmen are fighting.
He couldn't say, Ta, will you stop that? Do you know it's my uncle that brought me this far? He's my father. If you contend with him again, I will sack you. My uncles, headsmen want to feed their flock. You shift first. When they finish feeding, you feed. You feed. They were contending. And Lot was there saying, eh? He get flock, I get flock. Waiting. Abraham, the man that understood God, he called the boy. He said, boy, we don't have to fight. Since you've lost respect for me, you've lost sight of where I picked you from after your father's death. No problem. Let it be between me, you and God. But please, choose one side and go. Let me go another side. The idiot said, eh? Instead of him to say, ah, uncle, uncle, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How can I even choose before you? Just give me whatever you like and I will go. He said, eh, you say I should choose. Abraham said choose. He said, now you say, make I choose. Oh. I don't, you know, no, 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 no. I don't want it to look like I don't have respect. I was on my own. You call me and say I should choose. You know, some people think they can make a case with spiritual matters. Abraham said, just take and go. The Bible says he looked around. He saw two sides of land. The side that were well watered and the side that were not well watered. The idiot chose the side. The Bible says he chose all the plain and well watered land. Can you see his heart? Which he didn't care whether Abraham sink or not. That's the man that fed him. Strange children are dangerous people. When they want to hit you, they will forget everything you've done. They'll forget. Abraham said, no problem. You choose that side. He said, yes. Any problem? Abraham said, no problem. Take. He said, ah, wait because my papa died, you won't kill me. Abraham left him. They, you know, they do that because they don't know God. The moment Lot left, the Bible said, and it came to pass. After Lot was departed from Abraham. Because Lot actually means veil. Every human being that is a veil in your face. May God shake them out of your life. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. After Lot was departed from Abraham. God showed up. Say, Abraham, look not word. Abraham looked. God said, look southward. Abraham looked. God said, look westward. Abraham looked. God, okay, that's the scripture. Thank you, media. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, the question was, why did God wait for Lot to go? Shaking. There are people that do not deserve to partake in the next level of your glory. Lift your hand and say, God, shake them out of my life. Whoever they are, shake them out of my life. Hey, and, and you know what? And you know what? And you know what? Whatever God wants to allow them to take as they go, let them take and go. The important thing is not what they take or what they leave. The important thing is let them just go. Are you still see? Because you don't need whatever they can take. Because what God has for you, they've not yet seen it, so they can't take it. 
I used to be tired when I see couples that are fighting and they are fighting like they want to kill themselves and they want to separate and 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 somebody say, I want to leave, I want to leave. He's all you leave now. He said, eh, Settle me first. You never want to separate. They say, okay, take this one, take this one, take this one. You say, no, that's not enough to go. That's not enough to go. If you don't give me that thing, and then they go out and stay. Okay, tell us, say you want to stay. Tell us, say you want. And then you turn around and say, Pastor, the man, they beat me. In fact, he wants to strangle me for night. If he wants to strangle you for night, you will leave your box. You say, eh, finally, he has agreed that I should go. But pastor, he's telling me that he, he, if I have to go, I will only take the other two rooms. I said, I no go agree. We must share them equal. Your life is not in danger. Stop lying to pastor. Stop lying to pastor. How can somebody who ha- whose house is burning be chasing that? They say, they say, come your house is born. They say, no, rabbit, stay here. Lord, say, carry go. I beg. Now you bring me, Abraham, sorry. Now you bring me this far. Then after he left, God said, Abraham, ah, I love you, my son. I like the way you do your things. No strife, no contention. Lift up now thy eyes. Look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward verse 15 for all the land which thou seest that is what will limit the boundary is the ability of your eyes power of vision stop worrying about those that are shaking out of your life start looking for the next vision God has for you Did you hear that the Kene say, he no go greet me again. After all I've done for Kene, leave the Kene alone. Face the next vision. The one he has eaten, let him carry that one and run. Later God will settle him. Cut the long story short. Did you forget that later, Lord lost everything? Lost himself. That he took Abraham to go and rescue himself. Everything he gathered took the well watered plain. Didn't know it was a place marked for divine demolition. Opportunists who abuse those who bless them will always end in the land marked for divine demolition. Shebi mm-hmm. thought he cheated Abraham. At the end of the war, he lost everything, including his wife, including himself, that he had to take the same Abraham to go for rescue operation. <laughs> Can I prophesy once again? If you have hearts to receive, receive. Anybody that is a veil to your next level of glory, may God shake them out of your life. in the mighty name of Jesus anything maybe they are not even persons whether they are spirits their situations they are sick of anything that is a veil a covering a, a, a hindrance to your next level of glory may God shake them out of your life 
in the mighty name of Jesus. No, no, don't misunderstand me. I know how painful it is to lose people you love, but if God wants them out, let them go. You don't need lots. You need destiny helpers. Somebody shout a louder amen. I don't know what number I've done now. I think two. Three now. You want to survive the glory. You should be shaking, sorry. So you can partake of the glory. Let me refresh so that you can be sure it's two. Number one, you must know that God shakes. Number two, you must understand that every shaking could be a divine opportunity for your own promotion. Say amen to that. And don't waste your time on the leaves that have been shaken off. Look up. Look not what. Look at what God has next. Take your eyes off what is shaking off you. Don't live in the glory of yesterday. I used to have a relation that once had a glory many years ago. He never forgot that glory. There was no, I say, oh boy, leave. He said, in 1984, I bought my first brand new Tierra Honda Civic. I said, oh boy, leave him. 1984. He don't Look up for what God has. I get them before, no be property. I get them before on a story. No be property. I used to be, forget, hmm? look up to what God wants you to be now. Glory to God. So, number three thing you must do is that you must have a godly and right desire in the midst of shaking. Your desire must be right and godly. Because in the midst of shaking, God said in that Haggai chapter 2, the, the, when I'm shaking, the desire of all nations shall come. Hello? And your desire is limited to yourself. You cannot tell, you cannot desire for another person. That's why you see in the midst of shaking, those that are preoccupied with the fall of another person, they end up falling themselves. Forget about another person. If God will push him down, that is God's business. If God will help him stand, that is God's business. Concentrate on your own. And make sure your desires are right. Can I hear you say amen? Because during that season, you have wrong desires. You're going to have it all. I don't want to say much on that. Number four. Keep God's word. No matter what is happening. Did you hear what I said? I said, it does not matter the shaking. Keep the word of God. Do what God says in the scripture. Don't, don't think that the shaking is an excuse to break scriptures. Because when you begin to take 
your shaking as an excuse to break the scriptures, you are simply telling God, I also need to be shaken out. God does shaking so that the things that have strength to carry the weight of glory can stand. That's why don't be a fair weather Christian. When things are fine, you serve God well. When there are challenges, you change. Be consistent. Amen. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Can I hear you say loud amen? amen? Don't be a Christian that pays your tithe when cash is flowing. Then when there is a reduction in the flow of cash, you say, ah, somebody need to handle this thing with wisdom. God knows at that time where money that I pay. Now nah, make I slow down because the way money is coming now, nah, if I pay this time, don't do that. Be consistent. Be consistent. Let's read a scripture for this. Praise God. Praise God, somebody. Praise God, somebody. Let's read Luke chapter 6 quickly. 47 to 49. I beg you, don't forget this message. This message will carry you throughout life. I'm tired of seeing Christians. Why are you not in church? Ah, pastor, I get problem. Problem? Who is the problem solver? Where do they meet him? What are you talking about? I met one of our young brothers some time ago in the football pitch. I said, hey, you've not been coming to church for a long time. What's the problem? He said, pastor, if I tell you my problem, you'll understand. I said, tell me. He doesn't know he's talking to... Let me tell you something about me. I do not understand any reason somebody should not serve God. I don't understand. There is nothing you're going through that there are not people going through worse and they're still serving God. I know get picking. Go and go and go and read about Abraham. You're only don't reach hundred years. Thirty-five years, forty years. You just married ten years ago. You know get picking. Go ask Abraham. <laughs> Hello. My business is not moving well. Go and ask Job. So I asked this brother, you know what he told me? He sat down, hey, I lost my job, blah, 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 even to feed, even transport. I say, wait, this is our football field here. From here to our church is how many poles? You can come here every day to play ball, but you can't come to church twice a week. You lost your job, but you still come to play ball. I told him, I said, the issue is that God is not in your heart. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. 48. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, that's shaking. The streams beat vehemently upon the house. That's shaking. And could not shake it. For it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth 
and doeth not. It's like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently. You didn't see something. The other man who built his house on the rock, who obeyed the word of Christ, Jesus said two things came, the flood and the stream. And they stood. But this one, flood never even come, only stream. And immediately it fell Yakata. And the ruin of that house was great. When somebody's life is not based on the word of God, when shaking come, you will fall off. I reserve the other comment I wanted to make. I'm running because of time. Ask your neighbor, are you getting something for living? What answer did he give you? Tell me, what did your neighbor tell you? Number, what now? Five. Don't be a reed shaken by the wind. Reed there is R double E D. R E E D. We'll read a scripture and I'll explain what it means. Luke chapter 7, verse 24. We'll read it down to 28. Luke chapter 7. Verse 24. You want to be able to endure shaking in life and survive it so you can carry the glory. Don't be a reed shaken by the wind. I remember a few years ago when my father and the Lord lost his wife. And we went for the burial in Enugu. And where we were sitting, I looked at Papa's first daughter. She's a medical doctor, Grace. And this girl was lost in deep worship in her mother's burial that happened suddenly and tragically. And it made an impression on me. And when we finished, as we were going, I told Papa, I said, wow, Daddy, I saw something. She, he said what? I said, I saw grace. The depth of worship she was in. And I marveled that her mother's corpse is lying there. And she's in this depth of worship. He told me, he said, you don't know grace. She said, die hard. I can't forget that. Don't be a reed shaken by the wind. Don't be a light person easily moved by any small thing. Luke 7, 24. And when the messengers of John were departed, he began to speak unto the people concerning John. What went ye out into the wilderness for to see? A reed shaken by the wind? 25. But what went ye out for to see a man clothed in soft raiment you know young boys have slang these days there's a way you dress they say he's soft <laughs> in the bible <laughs> jesus say are you looking for soft guys 
If you went to John the Baptist and you're looking for soft guy, soft guy, no day there. Behold, they which are judgeously apparelled and live delicately and the king's court. When you go to Herod place, you go see them. They no get, they no get stamina. No substance. But what went ye out for to see? If when you went into the wilderness to see John, what did you go to see? Is he a prophet you were looking for? He said, that guy you saw is more than a prophet. This is a man who already, his father was priest of a very high order in Israel. But as soon as he grew to start his ministry, he packed into the wilderness. So first and foremost, you can't torture him with lack of accommodation. All the sacrifices that God appointed for the priest to eat in Israel, they brought his father's portion to his father's house. But he was in the wilderness eating locusts and wild honey. So you can't torture him with lack of food. He was the one Jesus said John came fasting. And you said he's a demonized fellow. How can a human being fast like that? You cannot torture John with fashion because already he has abandoned all the cloth. He's in the bush wearing camel skin. So he had the nerves to speak to who is who. When the ruling military class came, Say they came to repent. He said, you brood of vipers. Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bring forth fruit means for repentance. Otherwise the axe is laid at the root of every tree. They came to his church. Oh. Instead of saying, we want to thank you for coming today. We appreciate your presence. Please come again. Come again and again. We all started like this and today we are blessed. No. The pastor would like to have you as his... No. John said, when I hear my gospel, when I say, when I repent. Brood of vipers. You know what a viper is? A brand of snake. Very dangerous. He's looking at them. For those of you who understand the one, he's calling them umwagwa. Shebi una say una stubborn. Why una repent? Una for wait for the judgment to come now. This one you say you repent. Let me see the fruit of repentance. Not be mouth. That's John's follow-up message. So Jesus said, if what you went to see in the wilderness is a prophet, the guy you saw there is more than a prophet. Hello. That was why nothing could shake him. He met Herod. He said it is unlawful for you to take your brother's wife. You are wicked. Herod said lock him up. He said let it be. I'm not changing my mind. Not changing my mind. <laughs> Hello. The day they came to bring him out to die. He said wait. Now I won't cut my head. Nonsense. Come if you cut something come out. Where they go where they go. Not be only head. I don't finish my business. The person when I come introduce, he never come. You know they there when I baptize them. You know they there when I introduce them. Say he won't cut head. God don't even remove the head. Chop and make her. They go meet. 
What do you do with such a human being? Look at him and say, don't be a rich shaking by the wind. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the power of his might. Can I hear you say amen? Be strong in your conviction on things that are in the Bible. Don't let anything shake you easily. Hey, madam, madam, you hear say my three day born? Eh, not be today, begin born. Don't say, hey, whoa, I'm finished. I'm like, come on. You can't be finished. For anybody to finish you first, they have to finish Jesus. And nobody can finish Jesus. Do you want to give Jesus a clap of praise here? Listen, hear Satan. You can't finish me. I wish somebody would make the same confession I'm making. Stand on your feet and declare to whoever gets to hear, you cannot finish me. You can't destroy me. My life is hid with Christ and God. You know, products, when they finish making products, they will say made in China by Ching Chong. Made in England by Liver Brothers. Where a product is made tells you the strength and durability. This very product is made in heaven by God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Don't say amen for me. Say that for yourself. I want the devil to hear you. Say this very product called Henry Young. This very ministry called Lord of Hosts is made in heaven by God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Nothing less than the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit can finish me. Nothing. You can't be finished. In the name of Jesus. Delete I am finished from your dictionary. Because there is no such a thing. Delete it. They are telling Jesus you are about to die. He said you shall see the son of man coming in the cloud of glory. That's why all the terrorism of Herod could not shake him. Are you the king of the Jews? Thou sayest that I am. Yes, man. No, 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 baby, talk on that. These people, no. Thou sayest that I am. Did you say you will break down the temple and build it in three days? Are you saying this of yourself or someone else told you? I don't know. I'm not your people. Are you a king then? After now, you will see the Son of Man coming with the glory of his kingdom. What are you talking about? For this purpose was I born, that I may bear witness to the truth. Okay, what is truth? You don't deserve to hear it. I won't talk again. Don't deserve it. I won't talk again. Is the same thing that Peter had in him 
They kept a man in prison to kill him after Easter. What shaking can be more than that? And the man slept so deep that he took an angel to hit him hard before he woke up. Have you ever seen somebody on death row sleeping? Don't be easily shaken. And I hear you say amen. Don't be light. Don't be easily impressionable. Don't be somebody they will just tell any small thing. Shaky, shaky. Amen. Number what now? Six. Let's run. We don't have time. Be a diehard loyalist. Be a diehard loyalist. Be a follower that doesn't look back. Elisha was like that. The shaking, even constituted by his own master, could not stop him. Lot's wife failed to be like that. God has spoken. The husband has spoken. Angel has spoken. You know what worries me about some people is how they go contrary to the dealing God gave them. Then I realized their situation is unsavable. Because if God speaks to you and you choose to do the opposite, I don't know what I, what is my voice? Lord's wife saw angel. Angel saw Yamekona come out quick. We won't burn the place. And as now they go, no look back. Oh. She said, eh. <coughs> Angel, <laughs> this is one of the talks. On our show, so. Okay, on our make I follow, I follow. She was following, but she was not a diehard. After a while, she said, Make I even check whether they don't burn the place truly. Because all these ones were they were castle. I don't know whether the place go burn or you no go burn. The kingdom of God is like this. He that puts his hand in the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. It's forward ever. Backward never. You put your head in what God told you. Anything happening behind you, forget it. Number seven, right? Cast out the Jonah in your sheep. Look at them and say, when you are facing shaking, cast out the Jonah in your sheep. I, I can't read because of time. Jonah 1, 14 to 16. Read it at home. You know the story of Jonah. The people said to Jonah, sorry, Jonah said to them, not the people, if you cast me out of your sheep, the storm will cease. Jonah said by his own mouth. And they cast him out and the storm ceased. When you are facing shaking, cast out every Jonah in your sheep. Who is Jonah? Jonah was a prophet. A prophet, how? A prophet in what situation? Running away from the word of God, from the assignment of God, and from the will of God. So who is the Jonah in my sheep? Anybody in and around my life that is prophesying, saying, I'm not saying prophesying as in prophecy, but the person's voice pushes me away from the word of God, pushes me away from the will of God. Can I hear you say, hmm? That's Jonah. Throw them out. Tell your neighbor, throw Jonah out. Throw him out. He said, hey, but pastor, now what I go do? If I throw him out, what if sea drown him? Don't worry, God knows what he's doing. 
If Jonah is appointed unto salvation, God will prepare a fish to swallow him until he changes his mind. You know what it means? God will put him in prison until he behaves. Yes. Forget, forget. Throw him out. Number whatever. When you are in shaking, listen to your man of God. Write down Acts 27 verse 4. Write it down. And Acts 27 from verse 9 to 22. Write it down. When you get home, read it. It was when Paul was traveling to Rome with a company of about 200 people. And there was a storm in the sea. Hello? 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 The wind became contrary in verse 4. Now, listen to your man of God. That's what I said. Now in verse 9, now when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sars, listen carefully, I perceive that this voyage will be with hot and much damage, not only of the laden and the ship, not only the lady there means the goods we are carrying, and the ship, but also of our lives. Paul was saying, we are in a shaking that if we don't, be, if we are not sensitive to the spirit, it can destroy our goods, it can destroy our ship, it can destroy our lives. That's what Paul was saying. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things that were spoken by Paul. That's the problem many people have. When they are going through shaking, their man of God will say something. Their friend will say another. They will believe their friend. They will leave their man of God. The man of God spoke here. I, with, with my anointing, I can see that this is how this thing will go. So let's do like this. The experts say, what are you talking? We have been in this business of shipping before you. Hello. <laughs> I'm looking for a verse where Paul said, Sars, you would have hearkened to me. Put up that verse for me if you can find it. Roll on, I think it's somewhere around 18, 19, 20, 21. Move on, move on, move on, move on quickly. Yeah, 21. But after long abstinence, if you see the trouble they've been through all this while, They've had to throw some of their goods, the wheat they were carrying into the sea. And that's another point. When you are facing through shaking, don't try to carry too much burden. What is the meaning of that one? When you are facing shaking, lay the burden at the feet of Jesus. In fact, shaking time is some of the best time to relax. Because if you bear too much burden in the midst of shaking, you can break down. That's another thing. They were talking about impeaching Donald Trump. He went on vacation. Has he been impeached now? The noise is over, at least for now. <laughs> the guy is smart. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sars, with all due respect, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. Every day I open my eyes and I see beloved members of our church that I'm telling them if this thing is like this, don't do this so. if you do this, it may not go well. And they will ignore me and go and do it. 
And when the consequence comes, it's very painful. But what can I do? I have to pray again. Some people used to send me to needless fasting and prayer. Listen to me. Your friend may talk to you and give you advice because of what he wants to gain. I can never do that. I will talk to you and give you advice based on what I know in the word of God is the best thing you should do about this at this time. I have always said, this is not a church where I put people in bondage. If you can find a scripture that proves that what I told you is not right in the sight of God, don't do it. I permit you not to do it. But if what I told you, you can't find a scripture that faults it, please do it. If you do it, we will not have some losses and some harm. God will give you strength and grace. God will give you strength and grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know what number. Anything you like, call it. You say it's number nine? Number 10. Number 9. Stroke 10. Everybody's going. Number 9 stroke 10. Write it like that. Just get the message. If you're going through shaking, cast away every idol in your heart. Cast away every idol. Again, time will fail me to read Isaiah chapter 2, verse 9 to 22. Read it when you get home. I need to round up. The last but not the least. Open Psalm 46. I said, cast away every idol in your heart. Isaiah chapter 2, from 19 to 22. Cast away every idol in your heart. Isaiah 19, Isaiah 2, 19 to 22. Finally, number 10 stroke 11. <laughs> Psalm 46 verse 1. I'll read it to 5 and I'll pick the things I want to pick. God is our refuge and strength. I turn this into a prophecy over your life. In 2020, may the God of heaven be your refuge. May the God of heaven be your strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. A very present help in trouble. I pray that this year you will not see trouble. But in case any trouble arise, may you enjoy God's very present help. In the mighty name of Jesus. Therefore will not we fear. Though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. You know what it means? Anything will won't happen, make it happen. And they fear. Yes, sir. Anything will won't happen. Make anyhow way won't be, make it be. And they shake. The Bible says, though the mountains be removed. Have you ever seen the mountains be removed? Though the, though, though the, 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 put it again, verse 2. 
therefore will not we fear do the earth not mountain the earth can you imagine removing the whole earth the man said no go fear move the earth remove the mountain and throw it into the sea satan do your worst verse 3 though the waters thereof after you carry the mountain into the sea then the waters of the sea begins to roar and boil and be troubled now you sabi though the mountain shake with swelling who you have ever seen mountain is anything we won't happen a full ground my mother was very angry with a certain woman that misbehaved. She said one day the woman just broke out from the blue. Call her, Mama. Uh, how are you? Well, I want to know. Is I day? I full ground, no shaking. <laughs> you know what? Because she felt that the woman was asking her, like, I have dealt with you. Are you still there? That may or may not be the woman's mind. But she said, I, I, I full ground. I, I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm finer than I was when you left me. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Once you dwell in the city of God, anything will want to happen, make it happen. At the end of the day, in the city of God, where is the city of God? For you are come to Mount Zion. The heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God, the church of the firstborn. The city of God is the church. The Bible says, as long as you are a true child of God, as long as you are a true member of this church, if the mountains like let them shake and swell and be carried into the sea, if the earth likes let it be removed, anything that wants to happen, let it happen. There is a river. That the streams shall make you glad. Amen. Tell your neighbor, my story will never end on a sad note. My story will end on a positive note. My story will end on a note of gladness. Because there is a river. Oh, there is a river. Oh, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad. The city of God. Anything that is happening, let it happen. I'm not going to be afraid. Let the economy shake. Let politics shake. Let business shake. I will not fear. The Lord is our refuge. Therefore, will not we fear. Why will you not fear? I will remove the earth. Say, remove it. I will not fear. will you not fear? I will move the mountain and throw it into the sea. Say, move it. I will not fear. Why will you not fear? In fact, I've thrown the mountain into the sea. I'll make the sea boil. He said, go ahead. Do your worst, Satan. Bring it on. Play your worst card. I'm waiting. Satan thinks he's playing the last card. You will play the checkup. <laughs> He thinks he's playing the last card. He will say last card. You will be the one to tell him check up. Bring it on, Satan. 
What, what more can you do? Pastor Mama told me in my office one day, he said, wait till then go do you again. Pastor Mama told me, person, we don't see 99. Wait till be 100. What will they do to you again? Nothing. They've done everything they can do. It will end in praise. Because there is a river. Tell your neighbor there is a river. Look at somebody. I want you to sing it like it's on. There is a river. I want you to play with it. Play with it. Because you are in your season of glory. Tell your neighbor there is a river. Man, I love Jesus. I love this our God. Satan is telling you, last card, God say, play him check up. Because no matter what he has done, there is a river. <laughs> there is a river. <laughs> Let me conclude with First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. There is a river. The stream whereof shall make glad the still good. While you are opening that scripture, let me tell you what the river is. Don't forget, the Bible says that river is in the city of God. That's the house of God. So what's the river? Number one, God is the river. Jesus is called the fountain of living waters. Number two, the word of God is the river. The word of God is the river. No matter what is happening, dive into the word. No matter what is happening, be in church. Stay in church. In fact, if the heat gets too much at home, run to church. There's a river. Every time you come here, too much trouble going on in the office, and you have break, drive to church. When you get to church, lie down here. Say, Father, you say there is a river here. And that the streams whereof shall make me glad. So I've come to be made glad. I don't want to meet that nonsense when I go back to the office. There's a river. The thought in the river implies is the move of the Holy Spirit. Always be on the side where the Holy Spirit is moving. No matter what you hear, no matter what you see, no matter what you face, no matter what comes against you, stay in the church, stay in God, stay in the word, and stay in the spirit. You will win all the time. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. I think I'd like us to read it standing. I will... I'll give you an understanding from there. It's just a scripture that summarizes shaking and glory. Amen. But I want to make the last part a prophetic word Amen. that I am releasing over you as you rise up from this retreat. That word will begin to manifest in your life. First Peter 5.10. Can we read it together? One, two, everybody. But the God of all grace who had called us unto his what? Tell your neighbor underline glory there by Christ Jesus. After that, ye have suffered a while. Wait, it's not a rush scripture. You know, like um, when something sweet, you eat them um, small, small. 
times more. Eight times more, more. The thing too sweet. Have they never given you a sweet meat when you were a child? But the meat no plenty. Go to chop them small, small. When you eat small, you go and play first. And you come back. In fact, sometimes you will pull out the one you swallow to your mouth. Chew it again, put it back. Ah, I think they only you do them. Tell your neighbor, every suffering you have ever gone through, any suffering that God may allow to show up is for a while. That is the folly of those who like to suffer others. They don't know that suffering doesn't last forever. Say, let us deal with her. You can't do it forever. After you have suffered a while, make you perfect can i prophesy in 2020 2020 may god advance you in the journey of divine perfection in the year 2020 may god perfect everything that concerns you may god perfect the things that concerns your family May God perfect the things that concern your faith, your finances, your health, your going out and your coming in, your marriage and your ministry, your calling and your career. May God perfect the things that concerns you in the mighty name of Jesus. make you perfect establish you i decree in this year 2020 the god of heaven will establish you spiritually be established financially be established materially be established maritally be established emotionally be established let your health be established in good health in the year 2020 let there be no wobbling areas of your life let the almighty hands of Jesus Christ the son of God come upon your life and everything that pertains to your life your calling your ministry your career your business and establish it in the name of jesus for every shaking you have experienced i command divine establishment in the name of jesus and he will strengthen you he will strengthen you. He will strengthen you. Receive strength. The God of heaven strengthen you. Spiritual strength. Mental strength. Emotional strength. Physical strength. Bodily strength. Strength to labor. Strength of character. Strength.
strength to serve God strength to fulfill destiny strength to help others strength to be your best for God receive it in the name of Jesus strength to carry the heavy weight of glory strength to carry the glory of the latter house receive it in the name of Jesus I declare that 2020 you will experience divine perfection you will experience supernatural establishment you will experience miraculous divine strengthening in the name of Jesus every area where you have been weak become strong in the mighty name of Jesus be strong in prayer be strong in the word of God be strong in obedience be strong in obedience be strong in evangelism be strong in business in the name of Jesus if you're a student be strong in your academics if you're a politician be strong in your political career be established be perfected and be made strong and the last word declares and settle you after every shaking there is a divine settlement madako payatuta embra yes lusepri kadakumpetete temas edakaruske to praya katakapos lekekekekeka in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I decree from this January 2020 heaven will settle you malakata yakata lift your hand and ask your father in heaven to settle you karatata yes rakapadona suprakadimos empretutinate keropoyakatila empragudakataya kataya kataya brakatato sikorimo sete sikalabakato shala de 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 skilama santa In the name of the Lord Jesus. Right now, I command heaven to release upon you blessings that settles a life. There are certain breakthroughs that amounts to divine settlement. In the name of Jesus, the Son of God. Father, I pray for everyone who believes the word that I have spoken today. Send them a breakthrough that amounts to divine settlement. May God give you a settlement that will settle your family. May God settle every areas of worries. May God settle every areas of upset. May God settle every unsettled areas of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
may God settle every unsettled matters every unsettled issues of your life may God settle every unsettled matter and every unsettled issues of your destiny any blessing that is yours that is hanging by the power of divine settlement I command it to come into manifestation now in the name of Jesus lift your hands and give God thanks lift your hands and give God thanks I want you to receive your divine perfection I want you to receive your divine establishment I want you to receive your divine strength I want you to receive your divine settlement let this season be the season of settlement for you let this season be the season of settlement for you Rados Katapaya Lepra Katakubos Embratura Sikentepu Satukambre Motonas let it be a season of settlement for you let it be a season of settlement for you let it be a season of settlement for you that thing that is bothering your heart I call it settled 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 that vision that you have that thing you are trying to achieve and you are always wondering on your bed how am i going to go about this i call it settled in the name of jesus christ selo de tu tayales kotoba i call it settled i declare it settled and i declare in the authority of the name of jesus from this moment enter into your season of divine settlement let the spirit of the living God move in your life and settle everything in your life and settle you I commission you into settlement open doors in the name of Jesus thank you father my heart hears it is done You are settled. You are settled. You are settled. That issue is settled. You are settled. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for settling me. 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 Thank you for settling us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Give God one more clap of praise. Hallelujah. In Every Day with Jesus Christ at Lord of Hosts, lives are transformed in every way. 
Sorrow is turned into laughter. The saints are renewed every day. The sick are healed. The captives are set free. The troubled and the afflicted become triumphant and testifies. At Lord of Host International Churches, Eliopramwa Road, of Wimpy Junction, my four, Mepricom Port Harcourt, we preach holiness without compromise. Through the inspiring, prophetic, and expository teachings of Pastor Henry, bringing you in close understanding to appreciate life in Christ Jesus. <laughs> 